The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. When you subscribe to POV Plus on Apple Podcasts, you get exclusive access to POV's pop culture podcast that comes out every Wednesday called Text to My Therapist. It's exclusive on Apple Podcasts. So get that app, subscribe to me. It's only $4.99. And if you haven't seen the merch, what are you doing? It is available for pre-sale along with the POV You're My Therapist workbook. Yes, you heard that. The POV You're My Therapist workbook? Yeah, okay. So the merch is so cute. It's giving Barbie, it's giving pink, it's giving vintage, it's giving cunt. It's giving bada bada boom, okay? So cute. We have hoodies, we have tees, we have it all, babes. And you want it, okay? So go get it. Only at POV. I keep wanting to say POV plus, but the reality of it is somebody already took that website, which why would you do that? But you can find it on plus P-L-U-S P-O-V P-O-V dot com. So go do that. So like I said on last week's episode, this week we're talking about spirituality. All right. We are talking about spirituality and I really enjoyed mapping out this episode because it made me think about a lot of things that I had buried deep in my subconscious because I was just a bit too embarrassed to bring it up. Um, but I'm ready, I'm ready to bring it up. And also I had this really funny conversation with my sister that I thought I recorded, but I did not. And I had her permission to record it. So not illegal, but I thought I recorded it and I didn't because I'm not as tech savvy as I would like to believe I am. So we're going to talk about spirituality. And as I think a lot of you know, you guys know that I was raised Catholic and not any type of Catholic, but Haitian Catholic. But I think there are so many parts of being a spiritual person that don't necessarily mean that you're devout to one religion or another. I think us as human beings, we're so in tune, we're so in touch with ourselves in others that it only makes sense that you are a spiritual being. Because I feel like if we were not spiritual beings, we'd be really able to answer the question, what happens after you die? And I think that question is the only reason why we actually believe in religion and why we, it's the motivating thing that makes us good people, I think, Um, or a lot of people, because there's also the higher elevated thinking that even if there's nothing in the great beyond, you want to enjoy the time that you are here now. And the best way to do that is by being a good person because karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a cat purring on my lap because he loves me, okay? And one thing about karma, she's always gonna come after you. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, no good deed goes unpunished. At, what is that? Is that how you say that? I don't know, but no good, no bad deed goes unpunished and no good deed goes unrewarded. And I think when you live your life in a good way and you try to be happy and you try to make your friends happy and you, you care about people, you set yourself up to be open to whatever, to be accepting of life as it comes and goes and you are water baby it just flows through you and nothing really hurts you and I think that is a beautiful thing and I think that's the one thing I've learned exploring my spirituality so that being said we're gonna jump into the episode and that trusty dusty the handy dandy ipad is here on sleep mode because none of you bitches are going to interrupt me right now. It is eight o'clock at night. Haven't had dinner. Had four cookies. I'm on a sugar high. We're going. Okay. Um, so I'm very excited about this episode, as you can tell, because the British accents are. So one thing I wanted to talk about, I girl, look at this. 
I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about this episode. So the first part of this that I really (laughs) wanted to dive in with spirituality is because I think you guys remember my psychic tarot phase. I think you guys remember that. And growing up and growing up, I grew up Haitian Catholic. Growing up Haitian Catholic, already growing up um, Haitian is there is a lot of overbearing structure that really has no structure. So it's a lot of people and behavior that they want to believe that they are doing the right thing, but they're not necessarily doing that. And I've seen it as a theme over time in my in my relationships with other Haitian people and watching Haitian people, but also like in my my sister's relationships with Haitian people and my mother's relationships, she'll recount these stories of her youth. And the one thing that she always will bring up is like the hypocrisy of it all. And a lot of it stemmed around religion. And so much of it stemmed around how you act and if you're being a good Christian, if you're living up to the Christian name, if you're gonna get yourself in heaven, like where are you going after you die? Maybe hell. Maybe, do you deserve that? Like, so there was a lot of that. And there was this overarching idea that if you did anything wrong, anything that your parents did not approve of, anything that, you know, Haitian society did not approve of, that baby, you've you've made an enemy out of the Lord. You've made an enemy out of him and he hates you. Yes, and you're being banished to the bad place forever. So growing up, bitch, always in the back of my mind always in the back of my mind oh my god jesus is not happy with me i'm gonna go to hell it's it it's over i'm going to the hot place i'm gonna burn i'm gonna turn into a toasted hot dog like that was so much of my anxiety as a child was i was doing the wrong thing and i had that was all i thought about was was i doing the wrong thing and will that wrong thing send me to hell because i'm scared of it so i understood why my my mom specifically really put the fear of God in you because you want to raise a good kid. You want somebody who's afraid of consequences. And I think I was definitely afraid of consequences, but not afraid enough that I was not going to talk back. That was one thing I was always going to do is have a rebuttal. (laughs) And I wasn't scared of getting whooped, which is crazy. I was not a flincher, bitch. Two years old, three, four, five, six. I was saying what I said, and I said it with my whole chest and my wet pamper. Thank you very much. I wasn't really scared of these things. And I think because of that, that led me to kind of having a difficult and skewed relationship with religion because I just felt like there was so much hypocrisy in it. And I didn't like the way that people who are overtly religious acted. So I parted myself from it very far and I remember when I came out as an atheist I did I came out as an atheist and a lesbian at one time like (laughs) oh I was I was an an island mother's dream this when my mother decided that she was gonna cross an ocean for a better life for a better future for her children she absolutely dreamt that her youngest was going to be a lesbian atheist. She, that was a dream. That was a goal. Okay. Needless to say, my house was filled with chaos. So I think I really pushed myself so far away from it in all facets. But being so, oh my God, like hard headed gave me the opportunity to kind of explore things in my own terms and understanding and take what I like from it and make my own decision about what I really wanted spirituality to look like to me. I think there's this big notion, especially with seeing how other people are on the internet and, you know, the conversations that happen about religion. There's this big notion that like, it's kind of super embarrassing to be a Christian. And it is because I'm not going to lie. I associate the word Christian with so many, like, it's a negative word to me. If you say you're a Christian, I'm like, oh, nice. Okay, I'm going to avoid you. Because I've just seen so many people who they'll say they're Christians, they'll say they're Catholic, and they're just doing the worst things ever. And I think people are akin to that because look at the priest, babe. So growing up, like when people would tell me, especially when I got to the South, when people were like, oh, I'm Christian, I'm like, oh, you're Christian? Because the actions did not reflect the beliefs, you know? 
I really realized that I had to come to my own understanding of what spirituality meant. Because despite my distaste for organized religion, despite how uncomfortable I felt when somebody asked me if I prayed, and like, especially my mom, like, I realized that I get very uncomfortable when my mother asked me, oh, are you even praying? Like, are you even this? Like, are you, like, she, and she might not even mean it in a negative way. She might not be saying it with any sass. But because I know that growing up, I have so many negative attributes, so many negative memories and emotions that come up when I think about religion and she's adjacent to them all. I get very uncomfortable when like she asked me about like how I'm feeling regarding religion and my relationship with Christ and all of that, because it's a tender spot. And I feel like it's so fragile to me. Because I cannot look at you in the eye and tell you 100% that I've bought into religion, that I've bought into God and Jesus and Mary and Joseph. I've bought into God, I will say that. But Mary, Jesus, Joseph, the apostles and, and the lollygaggers, sometimes like I'm just like, I don't know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, go out with a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, more time for what? Recently, me and my therapist sat down and literally made a list of all of the things I've been wanting to accomplish this year that I felt that I did not have any time for. There's a book I've been wanting to read on finance. You guys know I'm super into my finances this year. And I was like, when am I going to have the time to do this? Well, we sat down, made that list, and turns out I have time on Tuesday mornings. Little changes can really help create a sense of control in a world where so many of the things that happen are beyond our control. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com POV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P-O-V. I, my, that relationship is not strong, like at all. And so I make sure to really filter the things that I when I hear something about religion that can make me question my whole spiritual belief, I always make sure that I have to check in with myself and I'm like, make sure you're not being influenced. Make sure you, this is what you believe and remember that. Don't change that because you've seen something that's completely skewed your perspective on things. And I am a person who at this point, I believe that many things can, exi- can exist at once. I do not believe that, you know, God is as um, hard-lined as people make him out to be. Because I'm like, nobody's gonna, no one's gonna sit up there in the sky when there's wars and famine and all of that stuff going on. And they're gonna, you're telling me they're gonna give a fuck if you love somebody of the same gender. I don't think so and that's not me speaking for god but i just i if i was the queen of the world that necessarily would not be my priority and i think so many people if that's your priority baby you got other priorities you need to deal with need to do some digging some deep self-evaluating and just get to the bottom what that's really talking about because i don't think it's about the guys and the lesbians and the lgbtqi i don't think it's about them folks i think it's about you but all of that would get me thinking about like how i feel about religion and all that and i came to the conclusion that a lot of the times that i stepped out of my rhythm of religious beliefs and i explored other facets like the mystical were when I wasn't really feeling confident in my religious prowess you know when I felt like nobody was listening nobody was hearing me I needed things and I wasn't getting them and I was sad and I was hurt and I was lonely and I was suffering 
you know, I'm a girl just suffering through life and I just had enough. And at some point I needed clarity. So it was absolutely in these moments of uncertainty and just not having any direction and feeling like I was put on this planet with no map. Actually, as I said that, I was like, oh, they did give a Bible, but that's really, that's a lot of words. That's a lot of words. And I can't read that right now because the thing is, this would be happening a lot when I'm like talking to a man and I can't just sift through the whole Bible, find trying to find answers when I just need to know if he's going to text me back. Like, that's the thing. I think about that a lot, actually. One time I felt so out of touch with God that I was like, maybe he just doesn't get me. Like, maybe God is just, like, not understanding my point of view, like, because he's clearly ignoring me, and I'd like to know why, and it dawned on me that, you know, maybe the issue is not me, it's simply the fact that God is up there, and he's like, okay, so Divine is, like, asking me if he's gonna text her back. What is a text? She's praying to me, asking that her podcast not flop. But what the fuck is a podcast? And to be fair, that's actually a very fair thing to say. Maybe God doesn't know what a podcast is. Yay. I don't think I'm stretching by saying that. Um, We might be asking for all of these things that maybe he would love to give to us, but we are just having a crazy language barrier that has a lot to do with technology. You know, actually, sometimes I wonder if... God like took a nap and then he woke up and he was like, oh my God, the slaves are free. That's fire. Damn. They were, they were locked up for how long? It's, it's already 400 years down there. Oh shit. I didn't mean to do all that. Last thing I knew, there was some shit going down in Brunei. Four, damn. Don't let me nap through that again. Don't let that happen again. Okay. Don't let that happen again. I'm for real. I found myself like kind of going to the psychic every time I needed outright answers and the thing is I've come to the conclusion that it was not worth it it really wasn't and I felt like it was not a productive waste waste of time it was not a productive use of my time and I've made some notes here because I need to remember what I all of my main points because I have so many of them so I reflecting on the last year I think the thing that I think about a lot actually is how nothing really came of any of these meetings and scheduled conversations that cost pretty pennies because they kind of gave me a means of projection and I really mean that because I'm going to you because I need to know what the future looks like I need clairvoyance I need a certainty I need to know what's gonna happen and if you're telling me you can tell me that you're telling me that what you've said is gonna happen that's the truth of it so but then when it comes down to it I feel like it's like reverse manifestation you said this thing was gonna happen so now it's gonna happen because I'm taking all of the actions to make sure that it's gonna happen but then it begs the question oh what if the thing that's supposed to happen is not the thing that you need it's not the way your life is supposed to go that's not the guy you're supposed to talk to Like, that was what was starting to make itself known to me. So the first time that I went to speak to her, she had told me that there was somebody in the picture with very strong Virgo vibes and tendencies and that, you know, the wheel of fortune, it was spinning, I was going to come out on the other end. Um, and this person was somebody that I'd known them before they were coming into my life and they were actually going to come into my life again through friends right so we're setting up the scene and of course I sit there and I think who is this I start pulling out everybody's chart that I can think of and I'm like who is this 
And I came down to two conclusions. And we're going to name one Music Man. And we're going to name the other... Oh, my creativity is fled. Hold on. (laughs) What are we going to name him? There's Music Man and then there's... The thing is, they both worked in music. So we have Music Man 1 and Music Man 2. There we go. Music Man 1, Music Man 2. Both with lots of earth signage. The other thing that she said was that... This is verbatim what she said. She said, there's somebody coming in who would change everything for me. Someone who has heavy earth sign placements. And who also has resources in his career that could also help out my career. Okay. And the thing was, I... We had Music Man 1 and Music Man 2. Both were in positions to be super helpful. Music Man 1, I would say, was a lot more able. Like, he had a lot of resources, had a lot more... I wouldn't even say he had more connections. i just say he had more money. He had more money. And his time was very valuable. So if you put that time and money towards me, you know, there we go. Um, but he had no interest in doing that. So, and it was actually quite rude every time the situation would like arise for any of that kind of thing. So I was like, hmm. And we did not really have a relationship. We were not talking at all, actually. So I was like, that's not possible. And to be frank, I should not have thought of him at all. But I did, because I'm stupid. And then Music Man 2, Music Man 2 had funds, right? But they were allocated towards something else. And he had a lot of connections and physical people who he knew, who he would often talk about me to, who he really was a champion for my work. I thought that perhaps it was him at a point, at a later point. They were not happening at the same time, okay? I came into talking to Music Man 1 first. And mind you, this is like within six months. So, and I, and our conversation was regarding the next six months. Music Man 1, I was so sure that it was this man that I just like completely went out of my comfort zone. You know, I told him I had feelings for him. Um, We made out in the bathroom at a party. And I was like, oh, it's him. It's absolutely him. The psychic was right. He's the love of my life. We're going to get married. It's going to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce. But really, it turned out to be more like Bobby and Whitney. So that was ended up being a waste of time. And I think it made it hurt so much more because I thought I had absolute certainty that this was my person. Mind you, the little voice in my intuition and my gut was like, girl, this guy sucks. And I'm like, but that's not what the psychic said. The psychic said this. And she was very straightforward. So you're wrong. So I'm taking the word of somebody else over my gut. This is all my fault and I'm not blaming her for any of this at all. But I'm just explaining how I think it made me throw my judgment out of the window. Because what I was looking for was certainty and absoluteness. Absolution. Absoluteness. And absolute things. Needless to say, things with Music Man 1 did not work out. So that just like fizzled out on its own. I then turned around and projected those insights into Music Man 2 because he was a lot more supportive and he absolutely was like, oh my God, he was a champion in all of my work. He was like, this is who you need to, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. This is this, this is that, like very involved. And I felt very thankful for it at the time because I needed that guidance that had its own sets of problems. And it just got to the point where I was like, you know, even if this is the person that she saw or envisioned or, this is the person that she was told about in all of our communications. This is not a person I want to be stuck with for the rest of my life. This is not somebody that I want to spend time with. Like, this person makes me miserable. 
And if it just so happens that they are my soulmate, that's just too damn bad because you annoy me and I hate talking to you. I don't feel happy when I talk to you. I actually feel really sad when I talk to you. You make me feel like shit sometimes because you have this grand vision for my life. And when I do things that don't fit that, then I'm a disappointment to you. You know, I was like, I had to remind myself that I was the person that's in control of my own life. That there's no kind of connection that anybody else can have in a spiritual manner where their input will matter more than my intuition, than my gut feeling, than what I know spirituality looks like for me. So if God came down and told you that this man is my husband, but every time I sit next to this person, they piss me off so bad, I want to rip my hair out. I don't know. I don't think I can take your word for it. Maybe God needs to come to me and tell me that shit next because I'm not truly convinced, my friend. So that was like what, what I started realizing. And then also I had a friend who she had a lady that she would go to see and talk to as well. And this lady, like recently, because I was taking inventory of how wrong these bitches had been in my life. Maybe you met somebody who like, you know, whatever. But I was doing inventory and she was saying that like my friend was going to get pregnant by this one person and it just never lined up. It just never lined up. And I was like, I, I think it's a lot less important than we think. Like these insights, like knowing it's a half truth. It's not a full truth it's half of a truth and half of a very vague possibility i would you know we do these readings and i would think that this was the solution this was this is the guiding light this is pointing me very clearly to where i need to go but i was thinking about it so selfishly and only thinking about it from my perspective and my point of view in that this is what I want. This is what my future looks like. So I have to make it happen. But I wasn't thinking about that. There are so many other factors that come with life. That other person has choices to make. They have decisions. They have beliefs. They have all of these things that may just not line up to be what they are. So while sure, maybe it was Music Man 1, But at the end of the day, I would have to give up so much of my individuality and so much of my independence to become a grown man's mother. And it's like, that's not what I want. And I think it also reminded me that while, like on a grander scheme of things, while love can exist in a place, that doesn't mean you have to engage with it it's like that saying that like you know you always see in like the very dramatic movie when the parent is like the parent is like I love you I don't have to like you I don't have to be your friend I think also is very true in some platonic and romantic relationships where people are like I love you but I don't like you that's what that definitely reminded me of because while somebody can have so much love for you and so much care and respect for you in their perspective, you know, I could sit there and be like, oh, I want him to love me like he would love himself. But baby, the truth is he doesn't love himself at all. So what he's giving you is love, sure. But it's enough to fill his cup because his cup is not thinking that he deserves a lot. But I've gone through this whole process and I know what my cup looks like and what kind of filling it needs And I just realized that, oh, this person is not, they don't have the capabilities. And I think I forgot a lot of that when I was, you know, looking for these answers. So as time went on and I was like, this is not justifiable means of spending money. (laughs) Um, And also it just, you know, half of life is the, is the spontaneity is the not knowing, is the assumption that if perhaps I believe blindly 
that good things will happen, maybe they will. And that's what that reminded me of. So the other half of what this also reminded me of was, so I talked about how, you know, it was a half truth and a half lie. And since we're super close to Halloween, um, I called my sister today and, um, and I was asking her about, like, I said, I was like, Hey girl, um, do you have any spooky stories you can tell me? Because I also have a very different view of like the witch shit y'all be doing. Like sure, drink moon water, I guess, but like. I feel like because it's become so popular and so popularized that a lot of people just, they don't really know the heaviness of what they're doing. And that always freaks me out because I do. So being that it's Halloween, I thought that I would talk about um, the ooky spooky of it all. I called my sister earlier today and I asked her if she remembered any spooky stories from her time in Haiti. And she was like, no, I don't remember anything at all. I really don't. And then suddenly she remembered something. So she was telling me about how when she was 11, how around the time, so I'm, my birthday is November 2nd, November 2nd. So if you want to give me an early birthday gift, go pre-order some merch. All right. There's something for everybody's price range. So November 2nd, around that time, November 2nd itself is Dias de Muertes. I don't know. My voice just cracked like a prepubescent boy when I said that. But November 2nd is the day of the dead to the Espanol's people. But in Haiti, it's also a holiday that I'm not even sure what it's called. But I just know that it's like a Halloween celebration, but it's not like American Halloween where you dress up in costumes and shit. No. You're, it's the time that you're giving your ancestors food. And actually, you're not giving your ancestors food. You're giving, um, they're called Lua, which means like gods of the dead. Slay. So that's when like you give them food, you make your sacrifices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my sister was telling me how every year she would always be begging my grandmother to go to these festivals and these parties because she would be the only one stuck at home and she couldn't go. So when she was like around 11 or 12, my grandmother, she was like begging and my grandma's like, fine, you can go. So she goes and she went to this celebration and basically in our family every generation has somebody who takes over the voodoo the witch priestess of it all and because my grandmother um converted to catholicism that was no longer her job and it was passed down to somebody else so she went so my sister went and she was like she was telling me how she knew that my aunt was my aunt and she knew her she'd be like hey auntie how are you like very sweet very nice but when she went to this thing she could not recognize her because she just looked so crazy and she just was unrecognizable and not even in a way that like oh you have a costume on you look so different it was like her spirit and her entity like it was not the same person she knew like this was not her aunt and she was saying that at some point throughout the whole worship um throughout the whole ceremony that my aunt would she had a bottle of Everclear and she would like chug it and then spray it out and then chug it and spray it out and chug it and spray it out and my sister was telling me that by the end of it what freaked her out so much was how hungry she was and she ate a big bucket full of food and then she was just back to normal And my sister was telling me that that freaked her out so much. Like by that time, she just, she was like, I never want to experience this shit again. I don't understand it. I don't see it, but I just don't have great vibes about it. And that was her story. 
there's so many stories that I think I have, but I can never tell if they're real or not. Or if it was like my sister and my cousins trying to play jokes on me and like make fun of me because I was the youngest. So whenever I wouldn't shut up, they would tell me that there was a man who was a shoe cleaner and he would come and he would cut off my feet and he was tickle my toes when I was sleeping if I didn't shut up. So obviously I'd shut the fuck up because I wanted my toes. So they would always tell me those stories and sometimes I just couldn't decipher what was real and what was not. So today I was like doing a check with my sister. Like, was this real? Did this really happen? Yada, yada, yada. Like what happened? The other story that I think about often and that I tell all my friends all the time when they're like, tell me about your country. And like, I don't know how it comes up, but I'll tell them is when my, so my grandmother, as I've said before, she was a voodoo priestess and she was that way for the first I think 15 years of my mom's life because it was our ancestral religion so it was passed down and passed down and passed down but my thing that my mom constantly talks about is how she just felt like it was a tit for tat like there was no mercy in the relationship that you had in this spiritual thing there was no mercy in it here like when you have a religion like Catholicism, you pray and, you know, you give thanks and you are blessed. A lot of her memories regarding voodoo is that you give and you give and you give and a lot of the times you don't get anything back. And when you ask why you didn't get anything back, it's because you didn't give enough. So there's this unequal power dynamic. And also, if you don't give enough, there are consequences. It is not just kind of like, oh, well, like, no, there are consequences for not doing things right or giving it up there's such a gray line between what's good and what's bad and you're always dealing with some form of good and some form of bad the same god that can give you money they're called loi so i'm just going to call them loi the same loi that can give you money and that can heal your burdens if you don't give them enough food or if you accidentally disrespect them they will kill your child they will take a family member they have so much wrath as they have they have more wrath i feel than they have grace that they give it's very old testament god like very much so my sister was telling me how what she remembers about haiti is like she remembers that there was one lady that she wanted a lot of money and she needed money for something so she went to the god the loi and she asked like what do i do and then you know the voodoo priestess was like you have to put a fish in between your crotch for a couple of days. So my sister's like, yeah, she, you know, she got the money, but I'm thinking she got a yeast infection, girl. Like <laughs> her coochie fell off. That's what I'm expecting my sister to say. She's like, probably, but no, somebody in her family died like right, right away. So it was known that it was them taking back something because they gave you something because they gave you a gift. And even though you gave a sacrifice for that gift, they still took something else back. They needed more every time. And I was like, oh my God. But it also reminded me of how, you know, my grandmother would led her away from voodoo and into Catholicism was one. So my mother was a practicing Christian her whole life. And funny enough, she did it in secret because she was going to nun school and in Haiti, those were the good schools. Those were where you get the best education. But obviously, if you're going to a nun school, you're going to a Catholic school, you're not supposed to be practicing any kind of outside religion. And there you go. Your mother is a voodoo priestess. So what do you say? So she had so many mixed feelings that she still rants about today. She's like, I'm going to school. They're telling me lying is bad. You don't lie. Lying is against the Bible. I go home. They tell me don't lie. Lying is bad. Bad people lie. But then I'm at home and they're telling me you better not tell them that we just had a voodoo ceremony over the weekend. You need to tell me you went to church. And then I'm like, is that not lying? And it's like, yeah, but you're lying for a good cause. And it's like, what does that mean? So she had so many mixed emotions and she felt like if you're asking me to do something bad and it's not straightforward, you're asking me to lie and say that I'm doing something else. The something else must be the good thing to do because otherwise, why are you asking me to do something bad? You're asking me to lie. So early on, she had kind of devoted herself to religion and then she started reading the bible and she was like and i just fell in love with jesus and blah, blah, blah. to the point where the other day my friend was like does your mom date and i was like jesus christ yes and she was like jesus christ exclamation mark 
is that an exclamatory Jesus Christ? Yes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. She dates a man and his name is Jesus Christ. And he's never come down from the sky. Or when he does, it'll be very bad for all of us except for her. And she was like, oh, I was like, yes, ma'am. So, you know, she has this really deep, loving relationship with Christ and Mary and Joseph and all of them and the 12 disciples, except uh, Judas. So, or maybe him too, because he was free. Anyways, so she was, she very much was Catholic, Christian, what have you. I think the tipping point from what I remember, because my grandmother's, my grandmother's passed a long time ago. And I was not old enough to ask these questions, okay? And I wish I was, because I feel like I'd have so much knowledge. I just, I don't even, I don't remember some, a single conversation I've had with my grandmother. Anyways, oh, actually, yes, I do. She was trying to spank me, but I ran faster than her, and then I swore, and then somebody heard me, and I got in trouble. Beside the point right now is, this is the story that I told on TikTok, is during one of these celebrations around November, around Day of the Dead, these gods, these ancestors, whoever, a lot of food. Do you remember American Horror Story season three, Coven? I don't want to say his name, but the man with the dreads, he's Haitian. Um, that was the, that was the loi, okay? So you make this loi a bunch of food, you give them gifts, you give them all this stuff that they're literally not going to need in the afterlife. You give them all this stuff. My mom and my grandmother and their family were living in poverty. So nobody's able to eat, but everybody is giving up their money and their time for this feeding of the dead. My mother was a child. I want to say she was like eight or nine. And my aunt was there with her too. So they were in charge of dropping off the food. They went to drop off the food and in their way of dropping off the food, decide that they're going to eat the food. So they eat the food and somebody took a pee nearby. Okay. The Loire don't have their food and somebody pissed near the grave. Absolute disrespect. Girls go home. They get sick as hell. My grandmother is confused because the girls are deathly ill, like dying. And so she, at the time, was the priestess. And so she reaches out and she's like, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? We just had this celebration. We just dropped off all this food. What's going on? The Loire is pissed. He's like, you didn't bring us any food. He's like, they ate the food. Like, you didn't bring us any food. And somebody peed on the grave. Like, we've been disrespected. We're going to kill them. So at that point, my grandmother's like, first of all, they're children. Number one. Number two, nobody has fucking money to be wasting on y'all. If you can't understand that children do childish shit and they deserve forgiveness and not for you to try to murder them. I don't remember what the resolution was, like how they came to a resolution, because for the life of me, I cannot imagine negotiating with an entity. Mm, certainly about that. Um, but I do remember that that was the last time my grandmother ever did that. And my mom is fine, obviously, because I'm here. She and my aunt got better. They healed them. And my grandmother just stopped practicing after that. And after some time, she converted to Christianity. And I think because, you know, Christianity does provide that absolving, leave your sins behind. You're a new person. You are entered into this new life. And then the cherry on top of that is when you start reading the Bible and you see all of these parables and all of these stories that there are so much to learn from. So that was like a bit of like my family history. And like, there's so much more that happens and like but I was so young and I wish I just knew more but I simply don't um my sister could probably tell you so much more but like I said I tried to record and um I did it wrong but she was telling me that my grandmother for her birthday got her two goats one year um she came back from the United States and when she got to Haiti my grandmother was like oh I have a gift for you and she was like oh my god cool where is it expecting like an envelope of money and um my grandma was like no they're somewhere else um they'll be bringing them soon and my sister was like hey like what is it like you know her super sweet 16 moment and then somebody pulls up to the house with two goats 
And my sister's like, what the hell am I going to do with two goats? And my grandma's like, you can sell goat milk. You can. She was an entrepreneur. Okay, bitch. Um, my grandma's like, you can sell goat milk. You can even wait for the goats to have babies. And then you have two more goats that are going to give you two that are going to give you twice as much goat milk. I almost said and eggs. Okay. Um, that are going to give you twice as much goat milk. And then you're going to make so much money from the goat milk. And my sister was like, can I sell the goats? And my grandma was like, sure. So my sister sold the goats and she was like, I was in seventh grade and I was the only girl with heels because I sold my goats and I bought heels. And I also had my hair straight as hell for the whole year because I bought two boxes of relaxer. Mm -hmm. I shorted just for me and it was just for me because I sold my goats. And then she was like, but, you know, maybe if I hadn't sold those goats, I would have had two more goats because they would have had goat babies. And then I would have bought four boxes of just for me. And then I would have been the goat lady. Who knows? And I was like, thank you (laughs) for that thrilling lesson in business and venture capitalism thank you so much um but yeah there's a lot of stories and like I remember so much about Haiti but like sometimes when I think about it I'm like this shit feels like a fever dream it really does and the one other thing that we talked about was there was a house behind our house that was so colorful and I remember as a child being first enthralled and entertained but also very afraid of this space because it looked like how you would decorate a school. It was bright. It was full of colors. There were streamers hanging from the ceilings. I think this is one of my most most vivid visualizations that I can have of Haiti is like, I remember the colors. I remember the paintings on the walls. I remember the streamers. I remember all of it. And it it was a like voodoo temple, basically. And my sister was saying that all the time, like drums would just be going off in the back, going off in the back, going off in the back. And, you know, shit was just happening there all the time. Um, I know that like, there are so many things that Haitian religion is so weird to me because it obviously a lot of it stems from African culture because we are slaves. We were slaves. We were brought over. Not on the Mayflower, but something more sinister than that. But when I think about like Haiti and its religious, spiritual history, I learned something new the other day, actually. I was on TikTok and there's this girl and she's like a historian and she was talking about how Americans co-opted the idea of a zombie from Haiti and where I thought she was going to take the conversation it just went in a such a different way because I heard of zombies way before I came to America I heard of zombies in Haiti where there was this thing where somebody could turn you into a zombie and basically you were dead but alive your soul was gone you're you were like a dead person but you were alive and I remember the first time that I heard about that was I had a cousin who he went missing for a couple days and when he was found they said that he was dead but he wasn't dead because his like his body wasn't decaying none of the actual things that happened when you die were happening and one of his friends came to tell that They had gone to another friend of theirs house and the friend had made some food and they were eating, having a good time. And my cousin went into the kitchen and lo and behold, they were eating human flesh. So there's cannibalism going on there. And I guess because he found out about it, because he knew about it, they put him in this state because they didn't want him to tell anybody else. But that's what I knew of it as. But the really interesting thing was when I was listening to this girl, she was saying that the term had come from the slave days, which you would be so overworked and you would be, you had so much work to do and you were so out of yourself. You basically were zoned out to the max where you were dead on the inside the slaves, the Haitian slaves believed that you'd been so overworked and so abused that your earthly soul, the thing that craves peace and joy and life and experience 
relinquished and it left your body and it was like a spark leaving your body and it was your soul leaving your body before your body died and I thought that was so crazy because I was like wow I never I'd never heard of that and I'd never thought about it that way but to be honest like it makes sense like your you know your earthly body leaving before everything else so that was today's episode of POV of my therapist. We're still kind of introduction in the introduction to the Who I Am series. Um, last week we covered where I am in this in my mental state, kind of, which reflects my physical state, which the house is almost unpacked. It's been so uh, sometimes I just sit there and I like cry tears of joy because y'all it was bad it was really bad and then you know in this episode spiritually we're talking about who I am and you know where I stand with religion and this thing that I feel like for so long in my life has been like such a complicated thing for me it's something that I think about all the time it's influenced so many of my choices thinking would God be happy with this choice and not even in a way that oh God is forgiving it's like it's the end of the world. If I make the wrong choice, my shit will end and my life will be over. Um, next week, we're going to talk about the next aspect of who I am, which is relationships and how I feel about them and where I am now with that. And we're going to talk about a lot of other things. So if you want to stay in the know, if you want to hear my takes on pop culture and news, go ahead and subscribe to POV Plus on Apple Podcast. And that is where you can exclusively find episodes of text to my therapist and that's also where you can stay in touch with me you can get ad free listening if you subscribe to plv plus on apple podcast you will get ad free listening and you will also get weekly new episodes that nobody else is getting okay from the pop culture roundup that I do called text to my therapist that is the only place where it's available you can't bootleg it you can't watch it on youtube you can't listen to it on spotify only on apple Podcasts by subscribing it's 4.99 okay you're not cheap i know you and it's great it's so supportive and if you want to support me which i know you do make sure to leave a rating and review and tell everybody why you love this show tell them why you love mia why you love pov tell the world tell the whole world and if you're enjoying the show make sure to share it with a family or friend or just somebody who needs to hear me thank you so much um but thank you so much i love hanging out with you i always have so much fun in our conversations um i am going to eat a big bowl of beef and broccoli now thank you bye Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc